Amen. Amen. This is um, messing me up. <laughs> how, do you, how do you go on from there? So true. I love this church. You guys are amazing. Uh, I often feel you don't know what you have. And then I feel very uh, convicted to always stir you up for more. When, because you'll allow me, you'll listen, listen to me uh, in that regard. And yes, prayer is huge for me. I've, I don't know, that's always been my first go-to. Um, prayer is not optional. It's not a sideline. It's not, it's not um, crisis only. It's relational. It's deep. Um, it's like in any relationship. Some days I feel it. Some days I don't, but I'm still there. And um, a couple of weeks before the war, I, f- I felt that I just wanted to get in his presence more. And it doesn't make any sense because my whole life has grown. Um, my responsibilities have grown. We've gone from one church campus to five. And, you know, uh, most of them in our region. And then we're, uh, we've got one that we've, we're, <laughs> I feel like it's crawling um, in Southern California, you know, but we'll, we'll get it. And it's, oh, and then everybody who's been with me, uh, whether we're traveling to different events or whatever, we're in the car and I'm like, we need to pray. You know, so Chantel has been traveling with me and she just knows now we're in the car. We're going to the airport, just praying tongues, just praying in the spirit. We've been up at four or five in the morning, praying in the spirit, just staying in his presence. You know what it really boils down to? It is about him, but it's also a sense of the oil that I need. I feel like when I sense that oil on me, I don't have to work. And I feel like, yeah, the attacks come. I sense things. I pick up things. But, it, you know, when you're in a fight, um, you know, fighters, they, they oil themselves. You'll get hit, but you don't get caught. <laughs> right? And I, I keep asking myself, why have I resorted to my own labor for so long? <laughs> you know, because when you're in his presence, things just kind of line up for you and they just happen and they go. Anyway, I do want to honor some people. I do want to honor the leadership here, uh, Nicole and uh, my interns. Some of my interns are here. Say wave, wave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Chantel, my PA is here. My Australian PA is here. Wave to everybody, Chantel. Um, she has a word for every single person in the room, so just find her at the end of service. <laughs> you know? All right. Um, obviously, um, pastors Brad and Lisa, you know, appreciate you guys, your friendship so much, uh, so deeply. And um, the longevity has been just, you know, amazing. And watching your kids grow up has been just fantastic, so I love it. All right, so I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. And uh, yes, I move in the prophetic. Yes, I move in the supernatural. I felt like I had um, a very, very clear direction for this morning. I've been in this topic for a while, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't need to bring it here. And I just felt like this is, this is all I have for you today in the sense of that's what's there. That's what's on me. And so let's do that. But I'm in Mark 16. I didn't give you these scriptures. I'm sorry. Um, I'm in verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, 
He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I'm going to focus on that. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I want you to look at your hands right now and say, these hands, I, I lay them on the sick and they will recover. It's a sign. Yeah, it's a sign of those who believe. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're going to lay hands on the sick. They will recover. And, you know, just the way my mind works, well, that probably means I need to know how to walk in healing myself. You know, something about when you get authority for something, you can actually release it. And one of the frustrations I've had for a while is that the church, by and large, is more sick than than, you know, regular people, <laughs> you know, out, out people who don't know Jesus. Um, and I'm like, what, what is that? Why is that? Why is the church so physically sick? And what are we going to do about that? Because you're, you're called up and above that. And when I talk about this topic, I'm also concerned that I'm going to, you know, that somebody's going to feel condemnation. Um, that they have a physical problem in their body, they're going to feel like something's wrong with them, they're condemned, their faith is not where it needs to be, uh, and absolutely not, that's not where I'm at today, um, you know, so I don't want anybody to feel shame or condemnation because you're, you're in a faith battle for the physical health of your body. I don't want you to feel that at all, but I do want to begin to bring to light the, the simple truth of what the word says. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed possessed epileptics and paralytics and he healed them and so when we we look at this passage we we see you know all kinds of sickness all kinds of disease people afflicted with various diseases various torments demon possessed paralytics epileptics he healed them and and you know he healed people who were tortured with disease he healed people who were tormented and in severe pain, I don't know if you've ever dealt with severe pain in your body, but he healed people who had severe pain, epileptics, basically lunatics. He healed the mentally ill. He healed those who were crazy, who were psycho, who were schizophrenic, who were, you know, off the rocker. You know, we are so, we're so casual with that anymore because there's so many people a little bit off. You know, we just say, okay, well, they're crazy, and we just kind of wash our hands of it. I don't know about you, but back home, we have a problem in California. We see people walking around all the time talking to themselves all the time. We step over their, over their sleeping bodies on the roads, on the sidewalks, like it's nothing. We just walk over them because there's so many. So many epileptic, lunatic, psychotic, addicted. And I really believe the Lord is going to bring a massive answer to this. Amen. And we look in the Old Testament, um, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing Exodus 23, 25, and 26. I will take sickness away from you. The number of your days I will fulfill. 
I will take sickness away from you. The number of your days I will fulfill. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. Jehovah Rapha, that's his name. That's who he is. He is healer. And, and he spoke that, I am the Lord who heals you. He spoke that to three million people. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. In Psalm 105, 37, he brought them out with silver and gold. There was none evil among his tribes. Not one. Think about that. There's three million people. Not one sick one out of three million people. Why? Because they knew that he was Jehovah Rapha, the Lord your healer. And here's what I want to ask you. Is God ever changed? We read in what Hebrews 13. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he was the Lord our healer then, and that's the Old Testament. Okay, we have a far better covenant. He is our healer now. He is our healer tomorrow. That hasn't changed. He is the same. He's not the God who, I w- who was he is the God who is. He is the God who will be the same, right? Jehovah Rapha. And, and so he, you know, one of the things that I've been really talking to people about is that we have to start, uh, we have to start dealing with the uncertainty that many of us have in our life when it comes to sickness and disease. We have to deal with it. There's, there's like a level of uncertainty because the whole kingdom is driven by faith, you know, how did you get saved? By faith. You actually believe this word that was preached to you. When somebody shared with you and said, if you give your life to Jesus, if you surrender your heart to him, make him the Lord of your life, you know, you will be saved. You have a place in eternity with him. You die right now, you go straight to heaven. You'll be changed from the inside out. And you believed it. You believed it. Somebody gave you this narrative and you said, yes. This is for me. And then you stepped into it by faith, and you felt the shift on the inside. Things begin to change. Things begin to to adjust. You started feeling power to break the sin patterns in your life. You started to encounter his beauty and his transformation and his presence. And yet that happened when you said, said, um, I believe this word that you are preaching to me. And so... uh, you know, we see that he sends, that he is the word, and his word has been sent to us. Why has it been sent to us? Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word, and he healed them, and he delivered them from their destruction. Jesus is the word, and he's been sent to you. He's healed you, and you have been delivered from your destructions. Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And so what we're seeing is that when his word has been sent to you, his word has been sent to you to heal you. Jesus, who is the, the word, okay, he has come and demonstrated very clearly not what he does, but who he he is. He is the Lord, your healer. Man, are you with me? And so Romans 10, 13, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
And we see this whole thing about, you know, we understand him as our Savior. I hope you do. I hope everybody in this room has given your life to him. Okay, and if you haven't, I want to encourage you to do that. I want, I, it's the best decision you will ever make to surrender your life to him. I remember sitting in a church service much like this, wondering why I was there. I was desperate. That's why I was there. And, and I just felt the presence of God. I felt the presence of Jesus. Someone, someone just asked me, would you like to give your life to Christ? I didn't know really what that meant. And I said, yes, and my life changed forever. And so, you know, I want to encourage you for that. But salvation is more than the, you know, knowing where I'm going to be in eternity. There's actually more to it. Salvation is, has, has more uh, than just that piece of it. And so Psalm 103, 1 and 2, let me start sharing that with you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. He, who heals all your diseases. I'll say that last two lines again. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Remember, we're in the Old Testament, and we're hearing these concepts. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals all of your diseases, and he's saying that in the same breath. There's a reason for that. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. By his stripes we were healed. And so what are we seeing again? This whole thing about iniquities being forgiven and your, your healing being given. Okay? Your iniquities being forgiven and your healing being given. In the same breath. Why is that? Because healing and salvation are the same. They're totally the same. I'll show you some more. I'm going to paraphrase this. I'm in Mark 2, 1 to 12. What happened was uh, there was a paralyzed man. Jesus was in Capernaum. And uh, they, it, this man with his four friends, they, they came to bring him to Jesus because Jesus was healing everywhere he went, paralyzed people. People are just getting up. People who couldn't walk. People who maybe had broken spinal cords or, or broken bones or who knows what was going on. Degenerative, degenerative stuff happening. And, and they're paralyzed, but they were getting up at the presence of Jesus. And, and so these, this uh, paralyzed man and his friends who were bringing him couldn't get to him. And so, so what did they do? They began to tear open the roof, begin to lower him down before uh, the Lord. That's, that's faith. That's guts. That's guts. On a side note, we had um, a heal healing uh, meeting at our church a while back. I still don't know what to think about this, uh, but there was a family who brought their daughter. She's mentally ill, absolutely mentally ill. They weren't saved. They just heard that there was a healer in the house because when there's a healer, when somebody does healing ministry, it's like a dinner bell to those who don't know Jesus. Okay? It really is. And so they brought her, and... Um, they couldn't get to get to the the prayer, you know, get to the minister. Um, you know, we have ministry team. It's not like they needed to do that, but in their minds, they think they need that. And they couldn't get to the minister. And so they created a, a scene. The father um, uh, hit one of our staff members, punched him in the face, 
create a diversion, and the mom just walked her right up to the, the minister. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so they tore open the roof, all right, lowered him down. We don't hear any, any problem with that for some reason. Um, but then, you know, he's there to get healed, but Jesus doesn't, doesn't say initially what he wants to hear. He's, it, I'm in verse 9, which is easier to say to the, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, I'm in the wrong verse, you know. <clears throat> he said, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. That's not what he was there for. You know, I mean, it was necessary, it was needed, but that's not what he was there. He's paralyzed. He was there to hear the, the word of healing or, you know, to have Jesus do something and get him off the mat, whatever. That's not what he heard. He says, son, your sins are forgiven. And, of course, the teachers of the law, they're going crazy. They're like, who do you think you are? You're blaspheming. And Jesus knows this. And then he says, why are you thinking these things? And then he says in verse 9, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take, take up your mat, and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And he got up right there. And why do I bring this passage to you? The reason I bring this passage to you, because just like you are saved and forgiven, you are also healed. Same thing. Are you, are you hearing me? It's the same thing. If you know how to be saved in Jesus, if you know that, that you know, that, that sense of faith, I gave my life to him. I, I'm saved now. If I die right now, bomb drops on me, I get in an accident, I'm going straight to heaven. You know that, you know, you know that's, that's faith. That, you know, identify that. That's faith. Just like you know that, it's the same with healing. You walk, you walk into healing the exact same way. So what does that mean? Is that you can be healed right now. You can be healed, listen to me, right now. Jesus wants to heal you now. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord your healer, now. Now. Not yesterday, tomorrow. Now. And he wants to heal you. Now, he's, he's willing to heal. And so we want to close all the gaps of uncertainty. You know, there's one guy in the Bible who's a leper, and he wasn't sure. And he said, Jesus, if you're willing, heal me. And he's kind of an outsider. He's in the unclean category, in the unclean camp. And, and Jesus said, I'm willing. I'm totally willing. And he said, why is it important? Because I have found, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have found in America one of the things that I encounter often is I encounter people who, you know, like the, the power of God's flowing and people are getting healed of crazy stuff. Um, but it, it bypasses them. And what's the reason? Because they have some kind of excuse inside. Because if they get healed, they're going to have to go to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they get healed, they're actually going to have to be responsible for life. All right, and there's these, these like, gaps, you know, or there's a fear, you know, if it, uh, you know they're going to relapse or something like that. And so they just stay out of it. They just don't go into it. But I've had it very strongly in my heart these days, um, you know, talking to the church at large about being the profitable servant. And part of being the profitable servant is you have to know how to run and not 
not grow weary and walk and not faint. You, you've got to know how to do that. You have to know how to, how to really live in the strength of the Lord to be the servant, the kind of servant, the quality of servant that he wants you to be. And he, there's, I feel a real, a real call, um, you know, a real, uh, you know, how do I say it? It's like, I feel like I really need to talk to people about, you know, being that kind of person. I, I don't want to to, to bring people into a performance mentality, you know, you're, you're still going to heaven. It's not about that. Uh, the Lord loves you for sure. But then there's this other side of things that, you know, he, he actually gave you gifts to actually walk them out. You know, that the kingdom does need to be advanced through you individually and corporately as, as well. And, and where this really started to stir in me is uh, more than ever was recently when I was uh, ministering at a church. And I was looking at this passage, Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 and 15. It says, now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. Why did she get, why, why? What was the outcome and the outflow of her being healed? It was so she could serve. It was so she could serve. Because we don't want to live our life as a Christian and never having served the master, the church, the body of Christ, right? And so, so I was at this church, and I woke up that morning, and and the Lord was speaking to me. You know that that space when you are sleeping. That's uh, there's a space where you're in between, uh, like totally out asleep and waking up. You know what I'm talking about? You know when when you're in that space. I'm trying to dial up a scripture while I'm talking to you. Okay, I'll get it. <laughs> and and so I was in that space where where I was, you know, in between sleeping and and waking, and so. Um, I started to hear the voice of the Lord. And what was he saying to me? He started ch talking to me about degenerative spirits and crippling spirits. Talking to me about degenerative spirits and crippling spirits. And I'm like, I've never really thought about that before. Degenerative spirits and crippling spirits. And I'm thinking, I wonder if those are spirits that come to you at a certain age and start telling you, oh, your back hurts, your knee hurts, your, your bones are going to collapse, you know. It, it, it like starts starts having that conversation with you. Well, you're getting older. You're getting stiffer. Um, that pain is because you're old. Uh, well, things are just going to get worse from here, you know. And, and, and it start, starts having this conversation with you about why you need to start falling apart, why you need to not recover like, like you should recover. And I kept thinking, I'm like, I never really considered that. I never really thought about it because we have kind of this mentality that that's normal that that should happen, you know, it's in everything. And, and, and because we think that, we don't challenge it. We don't challenge it, right? Um, and, and so I was thinking about it, you know, okay, crippling designer spirits. I'm like, okay, we're going we're gonna to try something out today in the service, you know. And so I said, Lord's been speaking to me about crippling, crippling spirits, degenerative spirits. And uh, every person in here, if you're on a cane, on a, on a wheelchair, um, you know, uh, Lord, let, let's pray and let's believe the Lord and let's, let's, you know, let's uh, see some healing here. And so by the time it was all over, eight grandmas got off their chairs and off their canes. <laughs> and there was a few, few older men as well, but you know, I just, I took note of like eight grandmas. Okay. 
that's a lot of grandmas. And I kept thinking to myself, why grandma? <laughs> why grandma? Because grandma was freed to serve. Because all hands on deck. It's all hands on deck. And it was so interesting to watch them hobbling because they just got off their chairs. You know, they've been in that place for a while. And watching them hobbling and walking around and canes everywhere and, you know, and everything. Because like Peter's mother-in-law, they were freed to serve. But the only way that was going to happen is we start challenging what's crippling us and what's degenerating us and start running the way that we can because if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, it is possible to not have one feeble one among you. But we have to start believing that, okay, because sickness is a robber. Mental illness, you know, because he heals the tormented, all that, it's a robber. It robs you, robs your family, robs your future, robs your destiny. And he wrote a book on your life, and he, in, he intends for you to fulfill it every single day. The number of your days I will fulfill. Every day has been marked for fulfillment. And every day has been marked for kingdom profitability. Every single day for joy and kingdom advancement. All right? Every single day. And so then I was looking uh, this morning um, you know, during the worship service, I was looking at Ezekiel 37, you know it, the, the dead bones. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, they lived. They stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. So he called this whole army back so that they could fight again. I have a video I want to show you. Um, do you have that video? Can you roll it? He's under the power. <laughs> Lord, give him more. Give him more. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, more. Lord, give more. Receive. Jesus' power. Okay, this man here, I was in Brisbane, and I was doing a miracle meeting at Catherine Ranallis Church. And um, it looks kind of messy right now. It's just kind of the healing, the healing moment that happened. Well, the story, I, I got the story the next day. Uh, that man came to the meeting. He was living with his um, son and daughter-in-law, him and his wife. And he was actually from South Africa. And he went to the miracle meeting. And the reason he went is because he had been diagnosed with dementia. Um, he couldn't write his own name. He couldn't communicate. He kind of stare off into space. He'd been diagnosed in South Africa with dementia. And then what happened was, you know, the power of God began to fall. I'm praying for him, obviously. Holy Spirit's moving on him. And I get the report the next day that um, he got healed. And it gets even better. And I'm like, okay, that's a big deal. I want to talk to this guy myself. Well, it's a little hard to understand because he thick accent, but, 
But anyway, um, I had his son, and I, you know, I, I checked in with his son. I checked in with the pastor afterward. I checked in with his wife, um, and basically, he got so healed that he and his wife moved back to South Africa, and they started a healing ministry. You know, at the same time, I had somebody who was traveling with me. I had a group of people traveling with me, and one of them was uh, an intern of mine in America, and she did not tell me what was going on with her knees. Um, Her knees were like, they were really painful, really bad. She had surgery, but she didn't tell me the how bad she was in pain, and she was doing it all by faith because um, she traveled with us to New Zealand, and then she came over to Brisbane with us. And, you know, and all I know is I'm standing up here, and I'm, you know, doing the miracle service, and I see the power of God on her, maybe 75 to 100 feet away, and he said, well, how do you see the power of God? Well, it looked like um, jet fuel when, you, when it's burning. That's what it looked like. And so I see, like, burning jet fuel all over her, right? And I said, um, Michelle, I said, I see the power of God on you. And I point my finger, and I said to her, Isaiah 40, 31, I said, you're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and not faint. And I pointed at her, and she flew back. And she came back out of that. And all the pain and the shred in her knees that she had been dealing with, she couldn't even, like, take care. You know, she she was having a hard time. Um, She could barely take care of things because of these knees, and she was hiding it from me. She was doing it by faith, okay? Sometimes you've got to challenge it. Sometimes you, you, you really do. You have to challenge it by faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find my healing along the way of this journey. And, and so she was telling me how bad it was. And, but she came out of it, and her knees were completely restored. Um, you know, and, and, and she said uh, she had to ask herself, what was the gap? Because she had one. And she said that she had an excuse, you know, about the future and actually serving the Lord the way that he would have her to serve him because she had some fears about that. And so she was keeping healing away from her in case she failed her future. Some of us have this gap. It's an excuse. It's a reason why we don't allow the healing power of God to come into our lives the way that it could because that means we're going to be freed to serve and we are very afraid of that. We, we, we think we're too old. We think we're too young. We think we're not good enough. We are afraid to be in front of people. We're afraid of what if we fail. We're afraid of not actually doing it. We, we are very aware of all the times that we've you know, taken three steps forward and fell two steps back. And yet the Lord says, I am still your healer. And so I feel a very deep challenge today with all of you that he is challenging what is crippling you. He is challenging what is degenerating you. And he is calling you into his healing, healing from physical disease, healing from torment, healing Um, healing from severe pain. He's calling you into those things because he's saying, I'm freeing you so you can serve. He's saying, I'm freeing you so you can serve. 
because we need to be the profitable servant. And what's interesting is actually sickness isn't an excuse because the healer is here. Amen? I'm going to invite you to stand because the healer is here. He is totally, totally here. And I've seen more shredded knees get healed in the last two or three months than I think I've ever, ever seen. The one girl at the um, meeting in Brisbane, and then another lady at our church, I was watching her, um, you know, she was receiving prayer for her knees at the front of the altar. I didn't know how bad it was. I didn't know how many surgeries she had. I didn't know that, you know, there are certain things she couldn't do because her knees were not working properly. And I just felt the power of God, and I just laid a hand on her knees. And all of a sudden, she started jumping up and down. She says, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And she's jumping. She's hopping up and down and doing this. And, and so, you know, this, the knees were healed. Um, you know, I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. I've seen people get out of their boots. I've seen them drop their canes. I've seen, uh, when I, uh, first time I went to Brisbane and I was at Catherine's church, um, I started, you know, the Lord just spoke to me. He's doing some healing. I watched a lady hobble over to the front, take off her boot, drop it, and then go back to her seat. It's a beautiful picture. You know, it's kind of like those crutches on the wall, right? Those crutches on the wall. Um, watching, um, uh, you know, this cancers go, dementia go, skin cancers go, uh, people who have, who are in bondage to too much weight. That does happen with people. They get in bondage. They get too big. And they can't serve the Lord the way he intends because they can't break the cycle of weight gain. Uh, because there's actually, it actually becomes spiritual. It's in Isaiah 61, um, you know, where, where he puts on the garments. Of, we put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And you'd be surprised what heaviness does to people. You'd be surprised. People in bed with debilitating fatigue coming out. I can't tell you how many times I see in the word Jesus tell people or you see um, uh, just the whole act of it. I'm thinking of Ezekiel right now where the spirit of God would come upon him and put him on his feet. And Jesus would say, get up. It's probably my favorite word. Get up. Get up and start running. Get up and start moving. You're freed to serve today. You're free to serve. We need to have something to offer him. <laughs> I don't want to offer him sickness. It's not like he's rejecting me, but I don't want to offer him that. I want to offer him healing. I want to offer him a fruitful life. I just do. I want to challenge every physical ailment that is stopping that. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. <laughs> we worship you. We worship you. One of the things I've learned to do with this, if you've got, um, I don't know, torn up, torn up leg, hip, ankle, broken foot, whatever, one of the things I've learned to do is um, just have you start walking it out and just start challenging it because as you the gift of working in miracles is like this you have to work it you have to walk it you know you have to actually push through that pain in the presence of the Lord and he meets you in your weakness and begins to to uh, restore the, you know what's broken 
And so for those of you in the room like that, you just need to do it. Just start walking it out. Okay, wherever you're at, you just need to, by faith, you say, well, I don't, I don't feel that. doctor said that. I'm telling you, I've seen so many people healed just with this one thing. You start walking it out. Just start walking around the room. You know, if, if you've got a broken, busted hip, back, knee, heel, uh, ankle, whatever that is. You got, if you're on um, crutches, if you're on a walker, uh, any of those things, don't wait for somebody else to do it. You do it. Okay? You do it. You got to start walking that thing out. Start working it out. Start working it out. Start working it out. Something, uh, what got broken? You're back? Yeah, so just start going. Start going. Is she the only person in the room? That's, that's impossible. I know in the room there's more. Okay. That's right. See, come on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. You literally got to walk it out. Some of you got to, like, you got to push through. If you got, like, bad fatigue issues, you need to get up and start pushing through. Start pushing through. Pushing through with praise. Pushing through. Start um, doing those squats. Doing those. I, it seems ridiculous, but healing services are not that dignified. They're just not. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.